This is Shine On Policycast, the podcast that brings you EU policy updates relevant to solar. I'm your host, Bethany. Let's get started. So on today's Policycast, we have uh, Katarina, who is our senior technical advisor at Solar Power Europe, and she spent most of her career kind of working on grids, uh, and now she's on the on the solar side. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today, grids. Uh, it's uh, it's all about the, the grids. So maybe you can just introduce a little bit about what we're looking at in terms of building out the grid for the solar transition and for the renewable transition. Uh, what are the, some of the main challenges we're seeing today? Um, and yeah, just uh, lay of the land. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grids, um, as you said before, in everyone's uh, lips. Mm. Um, definitely, because there is two big problems on grids. The first one is connecting to the grid. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of uh, PV growing nowadays, and we need to connect them to the grid mm-hmm. and also to respond to the targets put uh, put it by the Repower EU. Mm-hmm. So it's um, something on the plan, and we are working for it. We have enough solar for it, but we don't have enough capacity okay. to to inject on it. So solar is there, but we can't connect it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then we have a second point is when we connect, we cannot inject on the grid. So we have the PV connected to the grid, but then the energy doesn't flow. And that's a problem also for the investors on PV, but also to the goals that we want to meet, that Mm -hmm. is to arrive clean energy uh, to the consumers' houses. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, where where is this happening? What are the real world examples? I mean, I know the Netherlands is is a good good example of uh, congestion. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but maybe you can map out Europe a little bit and uh, and where this is a, becoming a real problem already. Yeah, so starting from the grid connection point, like countries that we see that there are a lot of congestion, we have Spain, we have Poland, we have Netherlands, we have Ireland that already have big quantities of uh, renewables, but grids are not able mm-hmm. uh, to answer to this because they're too congestion and they have lack of flexibility mm-hmm. or more capacity to be integrated more renewables. And the other point when I mentioned that we already have projects that are connected but are not able to inject, we experienced this spring um, that um, Poland and Czechia uh, had a little, mm-hmm. normal production of solar. So let's say you install the capacity, you produce the maximum. That's not a problem. That's the normal. <laughs> that's, w- that's what we want. Use. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what you want. The problem is that they were not able to to equal to the to the demand because unexpectedly the demand was low, mm. and so this means that if the grid don't have flexibility enough for these situations, uh, energy is wasted, uh, and that's a very big problem for us. <laughs> and um, and then maybe we can just go back to this idea of flexibility because I think it's worth like building out what that concept is mm-hmm. and what that looks like in real life. Because it's, it's things like battery storage, but there's d- demand-side response, and maybe you can explain that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so flexibility is using your degree that you have nowadays in an optimal way. So it doesn't mean that we need more capacity, so more lines, more uh, cables. What we need, it's whatever we have, we use it in a better way. So this means that we uh, inject solar in the right way, with the right support of energy storage, so... Let's say this, the the sun doesn't shine at night, but it produces a lot during the morning. Mm-hmm. So why not using uh, energy storage for 
uh, the extra production that we don't need during the day because we will need during the night. And the same comes for taking uh, grids to the next level. The grids nowadays are still working from one direction to another, so it means from generation to consumers. And we have been talking about smarter grids for a long period. So we need to put in practice and flexibility is that point that we need to also look at the demand side and uh, make consumers also consume or inject their own PV production at the right uh, at right time on the grid and it's flexibility. So that's what flexibility is. And then maybe we can talk a little bit about, um, and you already mentioned it, because in, in spring we had this case uh, in, in Czechia and, uh, and Poland where uh, they turned off solar production. Um, and and we likely had over summer uh, this instance of solar waste, so of where, where mm-hmm. cur- curtailment was um, what was happening because solar is flexible and you can turn solar off. Um, whereas in some countries uh, they prefer to turn solar off rather than other uh, uh, power generation. Um, but then there's also the incident of kind of negative pricing and things like that, too frequent negative pricing. And what are the consequences of of not uh, addressing this of not uh, introducing flexibility of, of 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 managing yeah of managing the the amount of solar we're seeing because it's not a case of too much solar because I don't think there's such a thing mm-hmm. so we'll, yeah yeah so this will be a problem for uh, PV developers on their investments they do and the future of PV because uh, we have a target to achieve until 2030 mm-hmm. until 2050 and so on we are gonna always have targets until we make this energy transition to a cleaner uh, energy uh, supply. And this implies that if we uh, continue to have barriers like this or instead of addressing the needs of uh, working on grids, as we need to invest on grids what we need, and we just simply shift to uh, fossil fuels or another kind of generation space and not starting designing scenarios that bring us as 100% or close to 100% renewables, Mm -hmm we will not have the solution for it and we will not we'll just waste energy and uh, these negative prices are an example that um, they show a bit of fluctuation of what these uh, resources can bring but as you said they're fle- they're flexible yeah. resources so it's not a negative thing that uh, they're volatile it's good that yeah. we just need to uh, align with the market and the price signals so again it's a understanding the potential that flexibility can have and uh, put all the players uh, uh, making their own role on the grid and that's what's not happening at the moment. Just making sure there's that kind of sustainable flexibility. Exactly. Yeah, non-fossil fuels are yeah, sustainable. Yeah. Sustainable in terms of uh, it's practical and it works, but sustainable in terms of you know we're not turning on a gas plant and turning off a solar plant. Exactly. Um, so that's a little bit of the problem. Uh, but what are the, what are the solutions that we, we can we can roll out and kind of uh, yeah get the grids ready for transition? So... Uh, maybe a bit uh, annoying for some listeners to listen <laughs> this again, but uh, clean energy packets we we adopted in two thousand nineteen, if I'm not wrong, and we didn't implement it. Okay. So it's 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 may- it's also annoying for me to have to repeat it, but it's important. Yeah. There is very clear good measures there that need to be implemented, <laughs> and apart from implementation, there is also the need to have a miniaturization on performance. Mm-hmm. So we need. To be sure that member states uh, take in consideration the modernization, implementation, and performance of um, of these uh, targets and these uh, in these actions. Another point would be about uh, grid connections. Mm-hmm. 
we needed to make them visible and transparent. So we need to also digitalize them because we have a huge quantity. Now we have in uh, Europe and US 1000 projects in queue uh, to be connected. And this brings a lot of uh, clarity that there is a huge complexity on the way that projects um, go through the grid connection procedement. And there is a need to, to understand how it, this works. So digitalizing this process, making clear all the steps that the project developer has to have, and also the grid operator regarding what the project developer is doing it. So having the two sides of the picture mm. clear for both stakeholders, it's important for, for this not to be a, a problem. Another point would be the um, improved grid preparedness. So grid needs to be prepared in terms of planning mm -hmm. any investments, anticipatory investments, a proper plan, taking into account a uh, high level of renewables integration scenarios. TSOs are already putting 100% uh, scenarios on renewables on their plannings. So now why not do it at DSO level? Mm -hmm. um, then another point would be massive promote of flexibility um, strategies. And this goes from demand generation and um, and also and yeah from demand and from generation, the two sides of the um, of the system. And this would be starting from the first point of um, having a flexibility mapping. We already have this on the literacy market design. Now it needs to go to action. So we need also to the literacy market <laughs> design to arrive to the to be accepted and to arrive to the point of implementation because having this overview of which kind of uh, um, need we need we need in terms of flexibility in mm -hmm. the grid will help us to understand what is the best strategy um, inside of a framework between hybrid systems non-firm grid connections, uh, market uh, signals, mm -hmm. these this kind of uh, tools that we could use would be ideal. But we, for constructing this kind of framework, we need to have this mapping on the on countries. Yeah, yeah. if you, uh, yeah, feel to prepare, prepare to feel sort of uh, on, exactly. on the grid's future. Um, and and maybe this, we can link this to a question that we have uh, on our social media. If you want to ask a question on our, on our uh, future policy cast, you can find it uh, on Instagram. Uh, at Solar Bar EU, but uh, this question is about, and it's it's kind of linked to the planning. Um, how do EVs fit into this picture of 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 a solar powered grid, uh, and how do they complement and interact with each other? And and what does the what more does the grid need to to facilitate that wider electrification? So the future is renewables plus uh, system electrification, and this implies uh, playing between renewables and these um, these other assets. So we're talking about EVs, heat pumps, uh, energy storage. Mm -hmm. They complement each other and bringing more flexibility to the grid, on bringing more balance to the grid. Uh, answering directly to the question of EVs, let's see if we look at EV, it's a battery. The only difference is there is wheels on the battery <laughs> and they travel. What it's a plus for this battery because it means that it can go from one part of the city to another and make the grid easier and uh, not so much congestion on the on certain areas that we need. So let's say with the right the uh, platforms and understanding where we need this uh, flexibility needs. Also, EVs will uh, make this go further. Okay, so so EVs are uh, helping the grid out too. That's uh, that's uh, I'm sure that'll make the 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 person asking the question very happy. <laughs> um, so then, moving on to kind of policy framework. I mean, uh, in September we had the uh, you know high level dialogue um, on on the future of grids in Europe. 
uh what's coming up next what do we need to know um so it's um aside from this high level uh, discussion many things are happening now even um we are working on network codes the base uh, rules and understanding that real there is technical stuff <laughs> the real technical stuff but the one that translates what uh, everyone should understand at the same table what is needed and what are the rules of the game let's mm-hmm. say um for connection for flexibility and we have been working on this and uh, hopefully next year we have uh, news <laughs> uh, on them and apart from there's definitely the electricity market design bring a lot of points on flexibility and uh, great uh, infrastructure points in terms of uh, also investments so Hopefully we get that before uh, before the end of the year. Exactly. Uh, I think Fingers are, crossed. <laughs> everybody's working very hard to 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 make that happen. Um, but that's that's something to look forward to. Uh. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, also the commission will come with a great plan. They promise. <laughs> <laughs> so a little shout out to the commission if you're listening. Uh, we 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 welcome that grids package. Um, but thanks so much for all your insights, uh, Karina, today on grids. I think uh, as the energy transition continues, uh, we'll probably keep having to talk about grids and uh if our listeners want to uh get involved on on grids twitter and <laughs> or x uh where can they find you on social media channels um i hope it's uh, my name cfr augusto <laughs> <laughs> to be honest is kind of the things you don't memorize <laughs> it's already automatic in your phone uh but you're i guess you're on linkedin as well so yes. yeah um that will maybe you'll be easier <laughs> <laughs> so for all things grids you can uh find uh, Katarina there uh, online and if you want to find uh, me on social media for anything at all solar related <laughs> I'm at Solar Power Beth. Thanks for listening to today's episode. This podcast is brought to you by Solar Power Europe. If you don't want to miss our next episode make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications. Shine on! <laughs>